All right, folks, <clears throat> let me clear the throat. And uh, yeah, yeah, this is, uh, it's 8.42 on uh, Friday. Must be like December 13th or something, 12th, 13th. Should we look? I'll look, why not? Might as well get it accurate. 13th, Friday the 13th. Whoa, whoa, didn't even think about that. I bet you didn't either. It's one of those things that someone has to tell you about. Hey, did you know? Did you know? It's Friday the 13th. You're listening to Buddy's Owner. Arizona Schnoodle Walks. There's the clip. There's this thing. Bud's got his harness on. We're ready to roll. Dang, am I on fire this morning? Man. I woke up at 6. And you probably wonder, like, my friend told me, he's like, man, I wish I had some of that energy you got. Yeah, yeah. Well. I don't know. I think it's just a gift. I can't. There's no magic formula, peeps. This is who I am. I got a little hazy. There's no clouds in the sky, but there's some kind of like hazy dampness. I bet you the humidity's high. And uh, wow, I I feel like this is going to be a just like a confessional type of a. I don't know if it's a confessional. It's definitely deep, deep, deep thoughts so you know i'm writing a book and uh maybe i'm getting your appetite ready for it to get the book the book here's what i did this morning so i, I realized like i'm kind of screwed technically like some outsider would say man oh you're screwed man you, you lost thirty thousand words man you just lost it <laughs> and, and the resilience in me says screw it it, it wasn't that good anyways, maybe, or so whatever, right? I'm going to have to redo it because I got a message. I got something to say to you people. Not you people, but everybody, whatever. I got something to say. So then I'm like, where did this all come from? I'm like, I know, I know I've been keeping a journal for uh, quite a while. And I'm like, I think, I think it goes way back to... Um, 2013 of all places. So I mean, we're talking six years, right? And I'm like, I have met electronic. Uh, and, and yesterday I had this like, oh crap, I'm, I, I'm just make all these assumptions with all this magical stuff that goes on with iClouds, OneDrive, Dropbox, um, who, you name it. There's like all these ways of saving stuff. I'm like, I type stuff and I'm like, magic, I think it's there, right? You know, because I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, it's a computer and, you know, they've advanced technology stuff, you know. And so I'm like, well, geez, I just lost 30,000 words from the last two weeks. Holy crap. And because I'm learning about writing and this, it's, it's you just got to do it. I mean, I just got to do it. I can't tell you. I mean, I'm, this is... This is, this is where I'm kind of a reluctant teacher. I'm not really teaching. I'm kind of coaching myself and you, if you care to follow along with this complexity here. But yeah, so I'm like, oh, crap. And I'm like, okay, I'm going I'm to make it better. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it in two weeks. I'm, two weeks from now, I'll be back. I'm going to have this baby done. And uh, it's going to be better. So I'm going to make it better. 
I still got a program searching. I don't even know how to use that. I'm just, I'm just a computer hack, right? But that's, that's how I reduce stress in my life is like not try to panic and figure all these computer things out. Because at the end of the day, I'm like, well, it doesn't matter what I wrote down in 2015. I mean, it's kind of nice to know, right? And I thought, well, this can't be, come on, I'm not that much of an idiot on computers, right? So, and I, I'm like, I thought I had all this stuff on the cloud, man. It's all in the cloud somewhere, right? And I'm like, when did I come up with some of my stuff? You know, like, like the witty whiffum. Like, when did that first, when did that first come up? It's in my journal somewhere, right? But it doesn't do any good to be in my journal if I can't find the journal, right? I mean, I'm just like, ah, it's electronic, you know. And I, I know it's the stuff's not gold, right? It's like, all right. So I spent one hour. That's all it took, people. I'm just like, okay. Well, I know it's in here somewhere. And I and and so what did I learn from this process, right? I'm like, well, number one, guys, you know, you you guys are probably like way more disciplined and organized than I am. That's just not my strength, right? I mean, harmony I talked about earlier is like my 34th, and discipline is 33rd. So sorry, that's me, man. I suck, right? But what am I? <laughs> but Gaussian distribution, it man. It's like, okay. And people that maybe want to make me like better and be more disciplined, it's tough, right? Why don't I just spend my time and operate where I have my energy? These are, this is, I'm not telling you anything new. This is, this is stuff that you've read and read and read and you know it. And, and it's like, but I'm living it. And it's like, it's unique. Every one of us is unique. Like I, I do what's helped me is that, that Clifton strength thing. Go ahead and take it. It's 50 bucks, man. Just go do it. It's like buying 10 books or five books on Kindle. That's it. Maybe four. Right. And, and what is it? It's a test. It gives you insight in yourself. It's not like going to be like perfection, you know, personified. But for me, it's like giving me some kind of insight and it gives me a little bit of peace and just go, okay. I suck at discipline, right? So what am I doing? I do have some levels of discipline, minimal, right? So I got the physical. I go to the gym. I don't even write that down in a calendar, right? I just like, I got to go three times. So every third day, I'm like, okay, how am I going to fit this in? Today is a day that I want to go work out. So how am I going to fit it in, right? You got stuff to do. So I've, I'm... Because I got to rewrite, I'm going to do like a session of writing and I'm going to take a break and reward myself with an hour and a half, maybe two of going to the gym. Okay. So there's some discipline. So I'm putting discipline into my life. I'm never going to be, well, I shouldn't say never, but it's probably unlikely that I'm going to be considered like Mr. Discipline. and People are going to come running to me like, how do you, so how do you put discipline in your life? Right. There's only going to be one way. One subject, one thing that I will be disciplined about, and that's the journaling. So I started that this morning, and it took me to, hey, all right, you had an experience yesterday. It was not, it's not perfect, not comfortable. You, you, theoretically, you lost 30,000 words, and I'm like, well, they're in my head, and I'm going to get them out. And I'm like, 
I know what my writing pace is now. My writing pace is like 2,000 words an hour. So it's 15 hours of writing. I can get pissed off all I want about it. It doesn't do me any good. And I'm just going to start 15 hours. I can, dude, if I can do three hours a day, what is that? Five days and done, right? It's not bitching. I'm not going to bitch about, about it. And I don't know if my writing coach is listening. She's probably pulling her hair out because she's probably, see, this is the thing. Is she coaches writers and they, she's like been through all kinds of crap. And they're like, people, save your work, da, 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 you know. Okay, well, the first draft is definitely saved, but I'm not, I'm not tweaking. I'm like, I'm, not, I'm redoing it. So it's going to be done. Okay, so what else did I learn? What I learned, by going through my, I was like, I got to get these journals because I started six years ago. That's value to me, not just to me, but I think it's value to how this whole process came to be. Right. Like I can tell you the end state. And it's maybe more of the current state that I've been stuck on for about two years or three years, but it actually started six years ago. So the last three years, I got pretty well nailed down. I developed into a pretty tight system. Okay. And so what do I learn from this? For the first three years, I go back, I can look. I can go, oh, there's those stupid man card things. Oh, I haven't even written down. Beautiful. I've got evidence of like how this developed. I'm like, I started this guy, like gave me these resolutions. Turns out I know what the name is now. So now I was able to buy them. I was, you know, my brain is like, well, my wife is going to go meet with the guy's wife today, which she doesn't do very often, right? Because they live kind of far away. So I was like, hey, honey, why don't you... Uh, Asked his wife to get those cards because I can't remember what they were called, right? Well, this morning, I was like, well, let me go on the computer and retract my journaling. I'm like, I know I, I know I did. I've been journaling every day practically for six years. That's, that's kind of significant, right? I mean, shit. <laughs> and so I'm like, I got to organize this thing. So I'm like, why isn't it not organized? Why is it like, I mean, I'm just, when I did it six years ago, I'm like, I called some, turns out I called a file just called travel, for some reason, travel documents or something, right? I'm like, well, that's not very specific. That doesn't help me find it, right? But with some effort, I was able to find the file, open it up and go, oh, this started December 13, 2013. That's when I started. And uh, maybe a little spiritual side note, that's like the day I got laid off. Holy shit, that's today too. <laughs> today is exactly the day that I got laid off. My most painful layoff ever uh, was this day six years ago. Wow. Fucking A, I just thought of that. Shit, see what how good it is not to prepare your fucking podcast, right? I didn't fucking prepare this podcast. This podcast prepared me. That sounds kind of goofy. <laughs> but sort of philosophically, it is. So I'm like, do I dwell on it? And so am I beating myself up? I'm like, ah, oh, you got laid off. And it was like the most colossal layoff. And I don't want to go into it right now, but it's just what it is. But the man cards, back to the resolution cards, right? I knew those things pissed me off because what they are is these like little cards that like have this, you know, like say something and I'll get specific now that I've got the file. 
there's 40 of them. And I actually said, okay, all right, all you, you know, have all the answer people, right? Everybody's got the answer. Buy my cards, which I just did too, because I found them like I know exactly what these cards are. Now. So I got to have my own set because it's so influential on me. Not influential in like, oh, these cards are so beautiful. Oh, man, they changed my freaking life. And just by reading the cards, no, they, they did change my life because they pissed me off. <laughs> and so, so maybe there's a theme in my growth, right? I get pissed off and then I do something about it, okay? So that's a now what or what? So what? Do you have things that piss you off in your life? I things that just piss you off. They're not they're not gonna be the same things that piss me off. And and that's that holy discontent. Shit, I'm back to that again. There's a holy discontent with your name on it. That's the, that that book was influential to me. Right? Holy discontent. Pisses me off. Bud, we're gonna go say hi to Eileen. Bud wants to go across the street. There's Eileen. And I'm a goofball because Eileen knows a little bit about my history, but I don't want to. I want to stay. On tap. Where, bud, where are you going to go? You want to go this way, Bud? Hi, Eileen. Oh, okay, good, Bud. We're not doing it. Okay. Bud faked me out. I thought Bud was going to go see Eileen and the dogs. This is better, Bud. Bud, so much better. I don't have to talk to Eileen. Not that I don't want to, but we're on a roll, people. We're on a roll. So, um. Yeah, I'm inspired, man. I think it's got to be. It's got to be the Holy Spirit. <laughs> right? I mean, how can this be? How can this be? I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. And none of you can relate to it. You're like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, coincidence. Yeah, it's December 13th. You got laid off this day six years ago. Yeah, yeah. That's all. Oh, that's all. Oh, that's the day you started journaling. Oh, yeah, that's a coincidence. Yeah. You're just bullshitting me, man. I've never heard so much bullshit in all my life. No, it's actually true. It is the truth, okay? So uh, so what does that mean? What the hell? Oh, I was back to the cards. Pissed me off, right? Well-intentioned. Oh, great. Great intention cards. Bought them on Amazon. Eight bucks. Eight bucks, man. The eight bucks that changed my life. Right there. Are you inspired, man? Are you pumped? Do you have, do you want, did you just wish you had some of this energy? Yeah, yeah. Well, you've got it somewhere. And it's got Got to find the switch, people. Find the switch. And I think it's the Holy Spirit, man. Because why not? Why wouldn't, you know, be gratitude, right? Where does this gift come from? Where is, oh, I didn't, I don't know. I got this body. It's, you know, the body's like not perfect. You know, it's in the, I got a, a Gaussian distribution body. It's like height wise, I'm way at the top, but that doesn't mean jack, you know, like how healthy are you? You know, how healthy am I? I don't know. It does, and, it, and it's like running a marathon. It's like, dude, run a marathon, you finish. If you finish in four hours and 20 minutes, that's good. You finished. You did it. This doesn't sound great. Like when you, you compare yourself to the the world record holders that just busted two hours, but which is kind of a freaky story in itself. But the two hours is kind of like the standard. Two, two hours, five, two hours. The speed, speed guys. But I finished in four, 420. You know, and my mental goal would be like, yeah, I'd like to do four hours. Other people are like, no, nah, I want to do three hours and 30 minutes, man. Yeah. 
well, three hours and 30 minutes is better than four hours, but that's not, I can't do it. And so I just give up. Should I just give up because I can't do two hour marathon or, or three hour marathon? You know, if my, if all I'm capable of doing is maybe doing a four hour marathon, let's do it. Let me go do a four hour marathon. But I, I, I only learned that because I did it. I mean, I, I tried it. It's not, it's not easy. And I'm not better than you. And maybe you haven't done it. But there's probably other stuff. And shit, you're doing it all the time. You're doing stuff. You know, what are you doing? Right now, I'm walking by and I'm talking to you. And having a moment of self-discovery. And my writing coach would be like, yeah, damn it. Just go write it. Yes, you're right. Exactly right. It's 15 hours. Big deal. 15 freaking hours. Get it good. Get it good. Get it down. That's it. 15 hours. And then maybe a few more. Maybe a thir- maybe 25 total. Clean it up. Because uh, I have to put an effort into explaining things. And making it make it so you can follow it. Because you can transform too. I, have I achieved some kind of like masterful transformational dollar value can i put a dollar value on it say like oh you should listen to me i'm coaching you because i've got a million dollar business ho 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 you know and uh no i'm saying forget the dollars as jerry Maguire would say it's not just about the money is it is it are you listening to this podcast just because it's about the money tell me it's not about the money It's not just about the money, is it? (laughs) So help me help you. That's the thing. It's the up at dawn, pride swallowing siege, which I am telling you about. See, a little different than Jerry. See, Jerry says he's he's not going to tell Rod about the pride swallowing siege because he's out there for you. I'm here for you. You don't know what it's like to be me out here for you. It's a pride swallowing siege that I will never fully tell you about. But I am am (laughs) it is a siege for sure. And I am telling you about it. So where we go from here, right? I got to get this book done. I got to get the message out. I have something to say, people, right? You know that. That's why you came back to listen again. So that's Bud. And I look at my journal notes from six years ago. And I see some stupid stuff in there. Of course. It's like my, those are my thoughts. Those are my like personal pride swallowing siege embarrassing things. And... It doesn't, it kind of doesn't matter, right? Because it's like, we have to live in the moment today. It's now 2019. And I got to move forward. So I, yeah, it's interesting to go back and look and see what was going on in 2013, 14, 15. And I got a bunch of stuff written down. But through all that journaling, through all that process, through all the thing, I got to where I am now with the 152 chapters. So I can give you, I can tell you, it's easier for me to tell you the end result. Like, here's what I'm going to do. This is what I'm doing. And I got blinders on. 
I just do it. I'm going to read, I got to go back and read first John chapter two today. I, I kind of got divert, um, positively. I needed to get diverted to spend an hour putting together my journals. And that's what I did. So it's almost like a spiritual, emotional breakthrough today. Six years I've been at this. So this is not just some stuff I make up, you know, that, that I'm like, oh, I'm going to try to sell this. This is what people want. And I do want to give you what you want, what you need. And so I'll, I'll work on that. I'm lear- I've learned so much. I got to put it, I got to take massive action, man. I'm going to take some massive action and get it going. And maybe I was since I have to thank my wife. I don't thank my wife enough. And, 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 and what I mean by that is it's like she, for whatever reason, I was able to talk and she would listen last night. That's not, <laughs> the things that come out of my freaking mouth. Yeah, I, I was talking last night and, and actually my wife was listening. <laughs> that is hilarious. Do you think, I don't know, do you think it's hilarious? No, that's, that's up to you. So I was talking about the the Great Commission in Matthew 28. And I've said these things before, but it's like that marketing thing. It's almost like you have to say things seven times before they sink in. Because it's a change in the general view on this passage. So anyway, she listened to me. So that was encouraging to me. And, you know, instead of me, like, gushing this morning, all over my wife, like, oh, thanks, last night was great. I really love talking to you. you know, she's, she'd probably be good with just, hey, thanks. Um, I really appreciate you listening to me last night. That was really helpful. And just leave it at that, right? Just, like, leave it there. But that's not me. I, <laughs> I have to go on and on and drone on and on. And you're lucky right now because Bud decided to take a short walk. So this podcast, you know, it's full of amazing, high-value information. And I just discovered something about this date, December 13th, 2019. And I'm not a numerologist believer in coincidence. I'm a believer in the Holy Spirit. So. Things have just changed. Things have changed in my life in six years. And I have to remember that, not that I have to remember, but I want to remember. It's not that I have to remember. I want to remember. See, the little little words can, and I don't get the word. I, I know if I listen to myself again, I'd be like, I wish I, wish I said it this way. I wish I said it that way. But I want to remember that, I mean, I'm so humbled by what I think is the most significant framework concept that we all need, which is there's a living God. And we try to explain it to one another. We try to convince each other of stuff. But he he doesn't need us to convince anyone (laughs) and prove stuff, right? 
so it's, I don't get it. It's like, I'm not saying I'm like super advanced. I'm very humbled by where I'm at. And yet I know the witty whiffum, the power of the witty whiffum is Peter saying, or, you know, Hey, what's going to happen to John? What's going to happen to, you know, any, you know, all this public figure, what's going to happen to them? Hey, what's going to happen to them? You know, and oh, they, you know, they, this should happen to them. They, they're bad people. I don't know that person, but I can just tell by the, the media, the public media, that that person's bad, you know? You know, so I'm going to spend, I'm not, you know, the temptation, just like Peter, is to like, what's going to happen to them, man? Hey, yeah, they, they, they're a bad person. They're bad. You know, I don't know the details. I never spoke to them. But obviously all these other people are saying all this bad stuff about them. So, yeah, they, they're bad. So, um, what's going to happen to them? And, and God's like, no. No, don't. That's not us. It's not up to me. What's that to you? You follow me. That, that is the key. And I got to apply it to myself. And I got to get do what I'm here to call to do. Get to put my blinders on. Um. Which there's part of my energy in my soul that wants to get on Facebook and argue with some dude. But, you know, I'm making a commitment to you, the listener, that I'm not going to do that. I'm going to let it go. I mean, I might have stumbled into a group of people that just want to just pummel me. They may, you know, I've made some views that are just simple views, simple comments to me. You know, it's just another way of looking something, looking at the other side of the coin. But there's other people that looking at their side of the coin and they probably get a lot of energy and satisfaction out of pummeling strangers that they don't know. They just want to pummel me and I'm going to let it go. I, I you know, let them pummel. It'll disappear. It's, it's, it's like stupid stuff, you know. And I don't know, I'd like to turn off notifications just from those people. Maybe you can do it. I don't know. But I'm just going to, if I see the notification there, maybe I'll just delete it somehow. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to study and watch a three-minute video on YouTube on how to delete this thing because basically it's just me in my head deciding. Not going to look at it. Not going to look at that. And that's because I'm low on the Gaussian curve for discipline. I can't, there's, there can't be anybody listening to this that's lower than me. <laughs> so that's who I am. I'm the suck at it. So I have to like exert energy not to engage in that stuff. And why? Because I'm not here to do that. I'm not here to, it's like why the social media thing is just so wacky. It has a lot of positive things, amazingly good stuff in social media. But there's some amazingly, unfortunately bad stuff too. It's almost like, you know, we talk about the opioid epidemic and like people are dying. Well, there's a lot of people emotionally and spiritually dying from using Twitter and Facebook because it brings out in some people, not everybody, like, you know, like me undisciplined, it brings out the worst in me sometimes. So I have to say no to it. You know, some of you are fine. You, you know, you guys are doing great stuff with Facebook and and, and and adding value to the to the global footprint, but um, 
most of it's not that way. So um, I'm thankful that I found some groups and there's only so much time of the day. So why do I invest into people and into organizations and groupings that add value to me and that I can add value to them? So it's a building up of one another. And it's not that the other people are wrong. They just don't get it that we're here to help one another, not to be right about shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So some of you already known that, but you're witnessing a guy who's going through the process of transformation. So I am humbled. Thanks for listening. Think of your strengths and weaknesses and go push your strengths. Go. Mine is inclusion. I want to include everybody. It's not going to be possible, but I'm going to do my damnedest to include everybody in a love everyone always thing. That's why that resonates with me. I love the love everyone always because I'm an includer. I want to include stuff, right? Include people. And I'm emotionally wired to include people, even people that you think shouldn't be included. Like you, if you don't have a high inclusion drive like I do, you may just be a no-brainer like, nah, no, nah, I don't want. I don't need to have anything to do with those people. Those people, and me when I when someone says those people, it gets a reaction out of me. I'm like, well, wait a minute. We love those people, you know. And it's probably why I have issues with this whole, oh, those people are toxic and setting up boundaries. And this is from Christian people, and I'm like, um, and I'm sure they have a you know a reasons around this, but. I'm like, I really don't think Jesus had boundaries. <laughs> so, I mean, the short answer to that would be like, um, well, um, we're supposed to be like Jesus, right? And Jesus didn't have boundaries. So is there some reason why, you know, I should tell everybody to like analyze the crap out of anybody they meet and decide, am I going to let this person into my life or am I going to put up a boundary, you know? And I'm, I'm, oh, I'm really simplifying it thing, but that's what happens with a book. You read about these things and the guy can give anecdotal evidence here, anecdotal there. And then after you get sucked into the book, you're like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. And it does make sense. If, if, if we're only going to be here on this planet for 50 years, you know, yeah, set up boundaries, man, they, you know, write people off, just, you know, just if they don't fit you, if they don't, if they don't make you happy, if they, if these people just, you know, or toxic, whatever toxic is, you know, then, then just cut them off. That's what Jesus would do. Oh, wait, no, I don't think that's what Jesus would do. But maybe it's not for you to be the one to help them, right? So that's more likely. So I can use the boundary thing because I have to use it myself. I'm basically setting up a boundary with these Facebook people that want to like skewer me over like, I call it a hundred words. So I write a hundred words on something. And all of a sudden, these people know everything freaking about me and tell me I need a social class or something. So you need to, you know, take a class on social culturalism or some crap. And I'm like, really? Like I say 100 words and now you're diagnosing me. You're reading my mind and you've like got me all figured out. 
in a hundred words on the social media with very little information. And no one's asking you to like, I didn't ask you to like, tell me what I need. Right. It's just a, it's just a, an attack. It's just an attack. Like, Oh, Oh, um, I don't agree with your political views. So, Oh, well you need social. You're just such a, you're so clueless, man. You, you just need social blah, blah, blah. You know? And I'm like, you know what? I, I really should not be spending time here. It's not that I don't love those people. <laughs> they just don't realize that I do love them. And to write it down in a freaking Facebook post, oh, well, you know, I really love you. They're just going to think it's snarky and and uh, um, disingenuous, right? Because well, what, what, what are you communicating through social media, through just texts and Twitter? And it's just a bunch of words. So it's all filtered through what people are already thinking anyways. Nobody's there like, oh, let me go to Twitter and figure out what I should think about this. No, it's just, I. it's an addiction. It's like opioid crisis. That's that's what Twitter is. It's like, let's, well, you know, some people are in their mother's basements, as they say, the trolls. But I'm inclusive, so I don't, I don't claim to be a non-troll myself. That's self-awareness. I know what drives me to Twitter. It's to argue, you know? And that's not good. So that's like my black slice. It's my black slice pisses other people off. But it can also be what brings the six sola to the world. <laughs> and I chuckle because it sounds like, who are you to do six sola? You're, you're not, a, you didn't spend PhD on theology and you didn't even do a PhD on the five solas. I mean, there's probably a hundred theologians that have like did their dissertations on the five solas. And here I come along going, yeah, Martin Luther, Wittenberg, been there. It's a real place. It's an old building. It's stone. The dude drank a lot and he said some weird shit. But basically, these are the good things that Luther did. Yeah, he did a bunch of bad things or something and said some stupid ass shit. Probably like Roseanne Barr on Twitter, except they didn't have Twitter back then. So are we going to do crucify Luther because of it? Are we going to discount everything Luther said because, oh, yeah, I don't like him. You know, well, he, he had some amazingly good things to do. And he wasn't a Ph.D. theologian dude in the 2019 sense with all kinds of crap information and stuff. He's just like, he's living, he's looking around, there's no air conditioning, there's no cars, there's no trains, there's no airplanes. He thought the world was flat. He thought Copernicus was, oh, well, you always have to come up with a new idea. <laughs> and that's reality, people. The dude lived and had things to say, and he came up with some solace, man. And so, you know, we got five. So now we're going to have six. I'm telling you the six. I'm bringing it, man. Let's bring it. So may you be energized, inspired. I got to get this down. I got to write this. I got to get this message out in a proper fashion. And I need other people to help me because I am not disciplined. I'm not perfect. But dang, is this message good? It's needed. It's powerful. I need it. I need it. I'm walking through it. So there you go, folks. 35 minutes. Go do what you do because you know better than I do.
I don't know what to do. I can't tell you what to do. I can just say, I'm a guide to the guide is what I'm saying. And the guide is the most awesome guide you'll ever find. God Almighty, Holy Spirit, even Jesus, all, all three. You know, and if you have a math bent, it's 33.33% Holy Spirit. And that's pretty good. Okay. So be inclusive. Include the Holy Spirit with Jesus and the Father. And uh, go have a great day. All right. Yeah, I got to shut this off. So we're going to have some grace. I need grace. I need mercy and peace. Amen. All right. Hey, it's Saturday morning. This is Buddy's owner, Arizona Schnoodlewalk. And it's a sunny December 14th in Phoenix, Arizona. And I'm about to walk the bud. And I decided this podcast was going to be called The Last Episode. Yeah. Yep. This is going to be the last episode. And that might have grabbed your attention. Like, could this really be the last episode of this amazing journey, this amazing series of Walking Bud? Can it really be the last episode? And what what's going to happen to Bud? It's a cliffhanger, right? If... If this is the last episode, does that mean that Buddy will never get a walk again? What's going to happen to poor Bud? Well, let me explain. And uh, welcome to the podcast. So what I've realized is I need to focus, right? This is a weakness. I'm not a disciplined person. I've got something to say. And it's been uh, difficult to get it done. And I don't even know if this revision, third round, it's got to be getting better. Okay, so I have a level of confidence on that. But I notice that I am a person that gets distracted. My brain is running too fast. It's just, this is who I am. I don't know why, but that's... I am. So it's about nine o'clock in the morning. I'm going to walk the bud. You know, it's going to take about 30 minutes, 40 minutes. And then I got to get down to writing. It's Saturday. It's beautiful. I'm going to be alone. And I just got to start writing. Got to get this done. And if you're a writing coach, you're like, oh yeah, sure. Right. Yeah. You know, it's a breakthrough. It's, it's my writing rhythm. It's me. Everyone's different. And that's probably what coaching is all about. Is like it's tough because you got different athletes or different people, or this is not athletic, physical uh, venture. It's a mental thought, physical writing, words venture, right? So if I was running, if I was getting coaching on a marathon, let's say, to run a marathon, it's like, well, dude. Did you run three times this week? And, you know, and you sort of feel it in your body. Like, okay, I didn't run three, four, five times a week. And you, you know, put a schedule out and you have a commitment. Okay. Got to get out there and run. 
my coach is checking in on me. Yeah, you're running, you're running. <clears throat> and uh, you got to put in the time. So, so why do I call this the last episode? Well, I think I probably distract myself on these podcasts. I mean, they're helpful for me to work out my thoughts, process. But what happens quite often is I'm continuing in the distraction mode. Um, so it's like self-discovery here. Uh, because I like to talk. I, um, on a Gaussian curve, I'm probably an, I'm an outlier on talking. But here's the thing about Gaussian curves, distributions, characteristics. We're all different. Uh, one of the issues is, is if, you know, whatever your outlier in, like I have a lot of energy to talk, right? So I probably just wear people down. And I confuse people. So that's where this comes in. I'm getting feedback. I don't understand it, right? So like, I guess apparently like I confuse people. And as I was explaining, you know, my wife and I are having some good conversations because I'm finally, I don't know if it's finally, but I'm kind of like, I want to get feedback, you know, and I want to get better. And to me, it's, that's through conversation. She's not a talker. Right? So I'm like on a distribution curve. I'm like way out there. I'm talking. And she's not. So, I mean, like to me, I look, she might be average. She might even be above average on talking. But to me, since I'm way, way out there, it's just not enough, man. I like, I need, I need to be around talkers. And the people that aren't talkers are like, what the fuck? These people can't shut the hell up, man. And so that's the distribution. So confusing me. So I'm like, okay, I get it. And and my wife's kind. And she's like, well, yeah, you're. she's starting to get me or understand me a little more too. And this is the feedback I get in analysis too with a strategic thinker person is, you know, they admit that, this that one of the blind spots for people that think strategically brainstorm ideate is that people don't follow you. So that's where the confusion comes in. It's like, I, I hear what you're saying. I see you're making some kind of connection here, but I don't, I don't see that kind of connection. So that's where writing comes in. Because writing's forcing me to slow down and explain what I'm doing so in the middle so something triggered me again that i i'm easily triggered and when i say triggered it's not into an anger mode i'm triggered into a, a blabbing gotta talk it out mode so think so if i get triggered that means doesn't mean i'm like pissed angry all this kind of, although it may present itself that way when i get triggered i'm like, oh, what? Oh, problems got to be solved. What? Let's talk it out, you know? Well, you know, let's talk out this issue. What? Is that really what's going on? Is that really the problem? Oh, triggered. Boom. Problem. Oh, talk it out. Is that really the case? What? Is that, is that really the conclusion? What? It seems like it's still open. It's not done. It's not closed. It's an open issue. It's, it's, a, it's a problem, but it's not, it's not really resolved. So what do we do? What do we do? Oh, 
you know, it engages my brain to look for a solution. And it's like, I'm not, I don't need to solve every solution. I have my, my own thing. And in a previous podcast I listened to, um, this woman worked through the, what she described it as, is this mine to do? That's how she describes it. So she asked the question like, okay, I see this is in front of me. I have an opportunity to engage with it. And for me, engaging with something is to let it take up space in my brain. And I'm finally probably realizing that there's really not that much space in my, my brain as as vast as I think it might be. Because I'll let stuff into my head and then they toss around and I toss it around. I try to find a solution. So what's, what's something that I've done already? So this morning I've got my phone and it's already nine in the morning and I have intentionally not looked at Facebook, Twitter, email, anything. And that's like major for me. Yeah. Like some, again, an outlier, some of you probably it's like, no, that's no big deal. You, you have a lot more self-control than that. But I get my brain triggered on things because I want to use my brain, right? I want to brainstorm. I want to try to solve problems. I want to think things out. That's, I, that's where I'm energized. And not only that, I like to talk, extrovert, engage with people. But what's the end result of all that? I don't know. I mean, I feel energized. I feel like I've done something. I may have contributed to something. I may tell myself, well, I, you know, I listened to the person. I got engaged with their issues. And I think they appreciated the body language and stuff. Or the person seemed to appreciate the discussion. But a lot of other people aren't wired like I am, so. They want to put things into action, physical action or, or something. And I'm wired a little different, more theoretical. So does that make me a bad person? No. It's like I'm, I'm called here to discuss something else. <laughs> <laughs> Not surprising, I'm called to discuss something or talk about something. But, um, yeah, so I, I'm smoking when I'm selling. So I'm reading First John 3 this morning. And one of the things that have always bothered me is this, I feel virtue signals. I feel like people saying this is the ultimate way to be a Christian is to do this, do that. It's all activities. And in John sums it up with if you love God, you know, if you're going to just listen, follow his commandments. Well, that that is a dangerous passage or verse to pull out of the scripture because spiritual leaders or people that have we respect or consider leaders and we say, well, they're you know telling us that we should do this. And uh, 
And so that's, is that, is that a command of God? And it's like, well, I don't know. What does the job say? It says two things. There's only two things in these commands. It's to believe, that say, morning. Hi, good morning. You want to pet him? I'm holding him. See? His name's Buddy. Oh. She's cute. How old is she? Uh, almost two and a half. Two and a half. Are you visiting? No, we actually live here. Good, good. Two and a half, so it's time for you to walk. Yeah. A little tough, huh? Yep. It's hard for her to walk, yeah. He's not He's got a nose. Look at that tail. <laughs> oh, don't. buds, are you growling, buds? Bye bye. Bye bye. You're welcome. So do I pat myself on the back for pausing to just love someone, you know? Just walking by a little two and a half year old girl who I hadn't seen out here before. Of course, that's probably not that surprising because two and a half doesn't look like she can probably walk very far. You know, I mean they have short legs short legs. <laughs> She's probably like two feet tall. I don't know. <laughs> and walking down the street. So that's the commandments right there. It's that simple. And yet, dang, this is, I'm sure I'm an outlier on like drinking the Kool-Aid, being influenced by other people. And it hasn't helped me, but, and yet, who's letting me down? Because they give the impression that you got to do all this special stuff. You know, you got to, you know, like my dad, my dad said, 88 years old, did I do enough? I mean, do we want, is that how we're supposed to live? And yet that's how our religious leaders influence us. And they don't, I guess they don't really realize it. Did I do enough? Is that, that's not even the message. And yet that's after 88 years of being around religious leaders, that's the message my dad got. And I'm sure he's not alone in that. Because I think we all feel, did I do enough? And uh,
did I do it? It's not about doing enough. Yeah. So I would say my dad had faith. And to the best of his ability, he loved people. That's pretty much it. Right? And uh, so, yeah. Yeah, so um, because I get triggered, and that's such a trendy phrase. For me, trigger just means distracted. And maybe that's what everybody else says it too, but I think triggered a lot of times means it pumps up your anger level or your fight or flight. That it's more of a fight. If you get triggered, you usually you don't you, you don't go into a flight mode. You go into a fight mode. <laughs> At least that's what I do. I'm pretty. I mean, I, and I think if I see if someone goes, oh, he's triggered, you know, usually because they're fired up about something and they're going to argue. So what else happened? Well, part, I mean, it's sort of integrated. I mean, I'm, I connect in all kinds of ways, right? So as my wife says, what's the connection? Well, so there's a, there's a guy kind of that was teaching in Chicago church that I respected, both the, the original guy and the new guy that was taking his place. And they had a scandal that happened a couple of years ago. And I'm in Phoenix, so it's not local to me. You know, pretty thankful. You know, I don't have to deal with it. It's not like it's not like I have to drive down the street and think about it because I see signs or I'm reminded. And this is where I get triggered. So I got triggered last night in a um, tweet from the guy that I respect a lot. And he's just referencing the situation from a couple years ago. And and I'm curious about how it's all going to play out. It's still, I mean, as of now, the dude is a bad, there's a bad dude involved that did some bad things and covered it up and you know, it's not pleasant. And he's an older guy now. And because of that, I'm like, okay, I'm going to listen to the people, you know. And I listened. And there's definitely wrongdoing here. It's definitely wrongness. And then there was a general guy who spoke for like 30 minutes about this general issue of abuse in churches. And there's a little bit of male privilege here, of course. And, uh, you know, males, male privilege is a little bit of like, it tends not to, it tends to be more frequently 
the victims are more frequently women in these things. And I don't have a solution to it. And I don't think anyone does, but they seem to want to have a solution. And I don't know if there really is a possible way to do it. Um, it's just that is the nature of man to be to have failings and we all wish it wasn't that way and uh, and yet I struggle with the idea that I think the guy had a lot of good things to say And now I feel like I can't reference his works, you know, his writings or teachings. or It's not even teachings, I would say, because it all goes back into the scripture and the spirit of God and what he reveals to people. And some people just communicate what's written in a way that, that we can connect the dots with and take action on such as loving the brethren so I read the two commandments are to have faith that we're forgiven and then love people so I listened to three speakers talking about this subject because I'm interested in it and that's why I'm saying I'm not going to go on Twitter now for a while I have to I have to pull away from social media because I have something to do and it's related to blinders. I've been, I've been, I hear this stuff that comes into my head. I got to put blinders on and finish what I'm called here to do. And I just know that part of that started with some of the teachings of this guy who's now like disgraced. And he wrote a book called Holy Discontent. And it makes sense to me that he's saying, like, that's our, what are we called here to do? It's not, he doesn't use that terminology, but you're called here to do something because you have a pain that also um, God probably is pain, painful about. And we can enter into that holy calling, holy discontent in this case, it's called. So it's, it's been named, there's the name for it, holy discontent. So what upsets you, probably, you can ask yourself, does, does this, this what, what, what upsets you, does it upset God? And more than likely it does. And does everybody see it the way you do? No. Because it's not their holy discontent. It's your holy discontent. So that framework, I guess I'll, I'll just, because I don't want to reference the guy because he's controversial. 
and it triggers people. The concept is valid. I have a discontent for religious leaders. <laughs> it sounds kind of nutty, but it, it's it's hard to put your finger on because they teach. Some of them have some great teachings, right? And yet that's where my black slices comes in, is we all have some kind of black slice. And God's not calling us to follow a religious leader, although we that's the easiest thing to do, is like get comfortable, you know, you get a dynamic, charismatic pastor and you listen. But it's the the Monday through Saturday living, and even Sunday really, it's the everyday living where those leaders can only point you in a certain direction. And that's where they're not doing enough of coaching to say, dudes, we got to take this up ourselves. So I could go listen to a sermon on a Sunday morning and a guy could eloquently say, yeah, 1 John 3, verses 20 and 21 say, if you love me, you follow my commandments, which are to have faith and love people. So, you know, and a, a uh, pastor could preach on that for 30 minutes. And I'm captivated and I'll come up with some, some words. And if they're really good at public speaking and stuff, walk away and I'm influenced. But because I didn't do it, I didn't read that. I didn't. Um, think on a Saturday morning to do that. Then it's, it's it's not as it's not what's it's not going to stick with me as much unless I do it. If I just listen to somebody else talk about it, and it's just okay. I associate that instruction with the guy, right, or the gal, whoever's teaching. And we're all just conduits. Right? We're just conduit, meaning we're uh, we let it flow through this truth, if you will, or goodness flowing through us. So, the reluctance to be out there, the danger of being seen as the leader but uh, it's, it's more of a a guide a coach is my preferred framework and that word that that concept wasn't as well established back when the texts were written the coaching, coaching aspect. But I think that's the preferred framework for spiritual leaders to communicate in and to, to move towards a, not a knowledge exchange, right? A personal action exchange, or, and I would say it's the love 
implementing knowledge into a love activity, loving people. And uh, so, yeah, that's a challenge. And uh, so I got to write the last episode. So this is my last episode because I'm I'm just going to pause. I don't know how long it's going to be, the last episode. In my gut, I'll probably do it. <laughs> Knowing my undisciplined nature, I'll make a commitment to not doing a podcast until I get, let's say, to 40,000 words, right? So it's like, it's like a little bit of a motivator, right? I'm putting out a motivator to like get to 40,000 words. Then I might do that in a few days, in which case I might do a podcast. I might even get to 20,000 words and reward myself and come back on here and say, yeah, oh, sorry, that was the last episode, but it's no longer the last episode. (laughs) Because I don't want to, I mean, think about it, right, for motivational. I'm trying to motivate myself, right? So I won't do another episode unless I make progress, significant progress. And by that, I mean, I know I need to get to like 50,000 words on this thing. So if I don't get to 25,000 in the next couple of days, then I probably won't. If I get to 25,000 in two days from now, three days from now, I'll probably come do another podcast. So it's kind of my self motivation, commitment to myself to get going with my holy discontent, my what I'm here called here to do. And maybe I should try to summarize it in this this clarity concept. And it's developing. It's I'm getting more and more clear. So essentially, the message is we all have to walk in the spirit. And much like I just read this morning, it's not that difficult. It sounds like impossible. Like what? What? That's so vague. Like what? Walk in the spirit? What? You're like, you know, he's like, you're like uh, really freaky, dude. Like that, you can't, how do you put your finger on that? And I'm saying, well, I think it's in there. I think it's all in there. And there's other stuff in there too, like make sure you cover the women, cover their heads in church, which we ignore for the most part. Which is okay, because I think that's probably okay to ignore that. <laughs> but you should still read it, okay? So I'll make a commitment to read about women covering their head. It'll go on for 10 verses. And for me, it is humor, okay? So, and, and who says that God has not got a sense of humor? So when we get to heaven and... You know, someone's going to say, hey, uh, was that, was Paul, like, was that inerrant uh, word of God? And, 
you know, this, what's this stuff about the covering your head with women? And God will say, yeah, well, Paul was on a roll, man, when he wrote that. <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to interrupt him. He's like, well, what do you mean? Is it inspired? Is it the inspired word of God? And God's going to say, yeah, yeah, it's inspired word of God, all right. He, for some reason, he, uh, he saw a bunch of women coming into church that didn't have their head covered. He felt like he got kind of pissed them off. So he decided to write that stuff down. So what do you mean? What, what, what do you mean? It's like, and, and Jesus is like, what's that to you, man? It's over with. We're in heaven, man. So it's over. All this fighting and reformation and getting right and having faith and the Baptist faith and message or the doctrines and the Vatican and all the papers and the robes and the candle burning and the statues and the very Virgin Mary statues and the, the worship and the burning and the candles, whatever, <laughs> incense, uh, robes, I said that already, but just all the, and all the studying and all the knowledge and all the Greek and all the Hebrew and all the, uh, all that stuff. It's been there the whole time, right? The spirit. And what are the commandments? They're not, the commandments are to go and make disciples. And if you're one of those people that love that, you're anchored on that. And it's like, do you realize that in order to get all spun up on go make disciples, that essentially you're ignoring the fact that there's a Holy Spirit that will guide people to do that? Paul just did it. He didn't even have Matthew 28, 19, and 20. And I know it blows people's minds when I tell them this. I think they have to hear it seven times. That we've all right. Well, well, folks, I got the phone, and you probably won't tell from the sound the way these get spliced together. But I was actually interrupted for 20 minutes on this last episode, and it was an elder, a different elder, I don't really know very well. So we talked for 20 minutes. And it was good conversation. I'm not upset about that. I'm just I'm just I'm just misunderstood people. So, guess what? Got to write a book about it since no one will listen to it. <laughs> so, it's tempting to get distracted and say, "Oh no, all this stuff it's all fine now. We love you, you know. And they'd probably do. Love is a tricky thing, right? What is love? You know, they have a love language. This guy talks about five love languages, but there's a lot of love, a lot of ways to communicate love. So I need to do my thing. And I'm already getting... Even though I'm not on social media right now, and it's like I get a distraction, a phone call, text messages from my wife already. Uh, I already made a decision myself that I don't want to go to this German 
services tomorrow. And now I'm being influenced to do that, which usually takes four hours of my time. And I may end up doing it, but it's kind of a compromise. But I can fit in 20 hours easily this week. So maybe I'll compromise and be more flexible. I don't know. I just don't know. You know? So I'm back home with Bud. I got to do a little bit of technical work on the podcast to uh, make it presentable to you. And it is the last episode for a while. Because I can't... It's hard for me to focus, people. And I got to. So, if you get this, I want to come back. I want to be back. I have... I do have something to say, right? And uh, and maybe it's all coming together. I don't know. So, there you go. So I'm back home. Bud's walked. It's 10 o'clock. I wanted to start writing soon and hopefully I will I've got my coffee where's my get the sunglasses off because it's nice and sunny out there I will orient myself in a few minutes and I'm going to make a commitment to start writing within 30 minutes and see how far I can go and this message needs to be done edited and brought out. So there you go. Misunderstood. Such a misunderstood fellow. Well, maybe I'm not speaking with clarity. I'm just not speaking with clarity and I get distracted by stuff. So that is the bottom. Is that the bottom line? I don't know if it's the bottom line. Is anything ever the bottom line? See, I can go philosophize about any freaking statement. There's Bud looking at me. Bud, chill out, man. I just gave you a walk. All right, so that was the last episode. And I don't know when I'll be back. And... That's the processing I need to do. So I'm trying to eliminate distractions and quite possibly this podcast has become a distraction to me because it, you know, it takes my mind off in a certain direction. So I'm trying to work on discipline, discipline. So now what, what's, what was there for you? So whatever your, it comes down to calling. I, if you're on a Gaussian curve and you're above average at discipline, well, you're blessed. Be thankful. There you go. <laughs> Be thankful that you have discipline and you can do what you're called here to do and you have confidence going forward. I, unfortunately, am not in that zone. And I don't know, maybe, I, maybe I'll never get in that zone. Or maybe I will once I dial it down, niche it down, baby. Holy Spirit coaching. 
Holy Spirit coaching. Got to do the exercises. And that's, that's, let me, let me back up because I got interrupted. So for, this is going to help me clarify this for the next week or so while I finish writing. The message is we got to walk in the spirit, right? So that's nebulous. That's like, what, what, how do you coach someone to like, okay, dude, walk in the spirit, right? Well, to me, it starts with understanding the forest from the trees. We bark everything. And when I say bark, we look at, we deep dive in on parts of the bark. And even as I just read in, in 1 John 3, John summarizes it to just like have faith in God. He specifically says have faith in Jesus Christ, which is a lot easier in those days because it's so fresh in the mind. I mean, essentially, you know, Trump or I mean, uh, Jesus was the Nancy Pelosi and Donald Trump of his day. And he died and he has a pretty interesting story, right? People are walking around going, hey, did you hear about that dude that died? and got crucified. Yeah, he rose again, right? Oh, yeah. You sure about that? Yeah, I bet you that was a lot of water cooler talk about that during the time. So I kind of hesitate to say the first commandment is have faith in Jesus Christ because it's just this, this people say Jesus Christ and it's just been such a word that kind of like it's a barrier word. It's like you just say the word like when I said California the other day, it just it sends off thoughts. I don't know what you're doing with the, the Jesus Christ. He was just a dude, just a dude who happened to be God. <laughs> This is the deep theological podcast, <laughs> but it's authentic, right? Because like we don't live in those academic theology worlds. We we get tempted, but that's somebody else's. What do they call it? That's their other. That's their jive. Their what? Is, what is it? Their vibe. There's some hipster phrase, but a theologian, they're in their own world. And it's tempting to dabble in it and get interested in it, but you're going to get some knowledge. So anyways, the, when John wrote this letter, he, this is the topic. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't hard to like say, uh, who is this guy? Jesus Christ. Who is it? It's like everybody was talking about him. It's the latest thing. The latest, the latest, right? Rose from the dead. Wow. And the spirit was making opening people's eyes and we are chosen to have faith a lot of us are chosen and we're just not living at a holy spirit level it's like it's there i know you know you have faith but are you like are any of us like really top performing what does it mean is it does top performing mean standing up and 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 giving your knowledge about something or is it you know who can love the most, right? Not who has the most knowledge, right? Back to 1 Corinthians 13. Are you loving people to the most of your ability? And who do you compare yourself to? If you're saying like, well, I don't know if I'm loving to the most of my ability, best of my ability. So do you Gaussian distribution curve it? Maybe. I mean, I'm, I'm probably low on the outward expression of love. I mean, I people probably think I'm arrogant. That's the impression I give, apparently. The perception is reality, man. I'm arrogant. 
But I have peace because there's 7 billion on the planet and hopefully not everybody thinks I'm arrogant. <laughs> and if you want to laugh, you can say, oh, no, no, everybody, everybody thinks you're arrogant. <laughs> How can a guy chuckle and laugh and have a good time walking his dog, be arrogant, right? But nobody sees me doing that. Nobody sees me walking a dog, having fun, uh, doing my thing. So I would say, no, I'm humbled. I'm humbled. Do I have to prove it to anybody? Nah, God sees their hearts. So love others, love the brethren and the brethren, just love people, love everyone always. And maybe I should start, that's where I'm kind of at, where I need to launch off from. And um, yeah, I think that's a good starting point for me to just go with the love everyone always thing. And it's been influential in my thinking, thinking, right, in my head. Is it influential in my behaviors and how I behave? Somewhat, I think so. I think the way I interact with people and talk to people is loving and I take that approach, you know. It's just like, just when I get controlling, when people try to control what I do. We have to let some people have control and sometimes, I guess, so. So there you go. There's your deep thoughts for the last episode. And uh, I'm committed to get this writing done now. I got to do it. I can do it. I can do it. And then I, I hope it's good. I hope it's a great message and expresses what uh, God wants to express through me to others, to you. And so now I need grace and mercy to move forward. And the result of grace and mercy is going to be some peace. So there you go, folks. Have a great day. Be in suspense while you're waiting for the next, the next episode that is not really the last one anymore. Just uh, if it takes a couple days, if it's three days, four days, five days, Hopefully not a week. I hope to be back within a week to let you know about all the accomplishments that have been made. So I don't know when that is. So there you go. Have a great day.